You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 090. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 90. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. And we're back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Joy Junkie Show. <laughs> 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Folks, real special guest here this morning. Dirty Dad, the garbage man. Z105's newest DJ is here. Hey, soccer teams, what's up? Not a in the morning. You guys, a little known fact about Mr. Smith is he is fucking genius at oh, voices. He is. So, what was that? That was that, that joke about too farty. Oh, my too farty joke? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want me to tell that joke right now? No. Okay. Well, so, okay, the long and the short of it is he can just do a really genius Irish accent. So, uh, there's an Irish mother and an Irish daughter. <laughs> and the mom is making uh, a bean stew, a bean soup. And she's telling the daughter how to make it. And she says, you can only make it with 239 beans. <laughs> And the daughter goes, why can't you add more? She goes, one more and it'd be too farty. <laughs> 240. Get it? Okay. So as a... Okay. 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 So as a... Um, <coughs> as a what? As a thespian, um, I am so fucking jealous of your talent in that regard. <laughs> Uh, like I, I'm glad you're I, jealous of something. <laughs> oh, Irish is really challenging. I think that is a challenge. Is the difference between Scottish and Irish. There is your challenge. That's really rough. Yeah. I couldn't. I don't even know if I could. It's like Australia or Irish, and New Zealand. Or yeah, Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always tell him he should do voiceover work. So anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, Erichwan. Oh my Eric goodness, Juan. Eric Juan. <laughs> Welcome to the Hyunky Show. It's the Hyunky. Um, God, we're all silly already right now. I know, now. right? What's the deal? So if you are new to the show, welcome. We always do a little bit of kind of warming up the mics, shooting the shit a little bit. We have an awesome little segment that Mr. Smith powers up first. That's right. And then we jump into our really rich, meaty content. I always try to give you something that you can actually implement into your day, into your world um, to actually shift it. And I, you know what's amazing, babe, is I've heard from so many people how much the pods have seriously changed their life. That's awesome. And that's great. What's so? First of all, that makes me like beside myself, like for sure. Out. And then I go, Absolutely. "Have you left an iTunes review?" <laughs> 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 like the business side of me goes, "Like, please do that." But the other thing that blows me away about that is that there are people out there implementing. 
because you can fucking listen till the cows come come home. You can be like, mm, sounds like a great idea. Oh right. yeah, I totally agree with that. That's and then right. do absolutely nothing different. So it's just, it makes me excited that there are people who are out there like fighting for their life, you know, and the, the way they want to feel and be and exist yeah. in this world. So that's true with anything though. If you don't implement it, what good is it? I know. It's like, it's like reading a book about fitness. Yeah. It's like good fucking luck yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do a crunch, a, motherfucker. There's a lot of calories that way. <laughs> I just cracked myself up. That's going to be our quote. You cracked yourself up and farted a little bit. I did not. No. You, you farted. <laughs> wait a, wait a, uh, what's up? Reflected? Well, yeah, I was going to say reflector. Pro- project project, project. your actual shit on me. Ew. Ew. Where's the show's going down the down tube? Down the tube. 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, it's like late. It's on na- a, 9.35 on a Saturday morning. Mr. Smith is in rare form today. He's cracking me up. Oh, my God. So we're going to talk about how to say no to people. No. Yeah. How to say no. My poor little dog was like, what? Like, she thought she did something wrong. We have no problems telling our pet no, right? That's true. So Because we don't get any response from them necessarily. Right. So we're going to get into that. Um, But I do have some pretty fucking exciting news. What's that? The much anticipated... How to stand up for yourself without being a dick. Ebook and audiobook are now available what? for free. That's awesome. At the for, joy for free. For free at thejoyjunkie.com slash free. You gotta start giving away the farm, girl. No, I really I here's I, I mean, I know, I know. It's a passion, it's a business move, and it's also your passion. Still free. <laughs> It's still free, but it's also, it's something that I can create and I can give out to people so they get a taste of my work. See what and it tastes like? See what it tastes like? Don't you want a little taste of the glory? See what it tastes like? Oh my God. The amount of clips that I'm going to have to splice into this show. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> slow um, down, slow down. <laughs> slow down, slow down. Um, but yeah, I feel like if I can get, a, first of all, I want as many people to be able to change their lives as possible. And if and there's a shit ton of people who will never ever be able to hire me one-on-one, who will never be able to afford it, who will never be able to afford a class. Yeah. That's okay. I still want you to be able to get something. And if it can also serve a purpose for my business at large, it's a win-win-win-win-win-win-win all the way around. So, yeah. So anyway, go to the Joy Junkie dot com slash free and you can get how to stand up for yourself without being a dick it's actually nine challenges so you pick whichever challenge you want and you implement it into your day and there there are nine proven strategies that i have used to radically increase self-confidence and self-love so if you know you really need to kind of flex those muscles they're built out chronologically, so you can either read it through in the ebook form, or you can, you know, just listen to it. There's an MP3 available for you as well, whichever one you want. You pick the challenge you want to go for. They're kind of built out systematically, so the first one is a little less intense than the last one. Takes gotcha. a little more courage, you know. But so you if can gung ho. You head right for nine. Right. So you kind of pick whichever, and um, and they are they're totally repeatable. You can do them over and over, and um, so it's my gift to you. Please, please go and get it. I'm awesome. S- I've been working on it for a while. I'm super pumped. 
Awesome, man. Um, Good for you. Yeah, yeah. So thejoyjunkie.com slash free. And uh, so let's do Mr. Smith's little segment. So. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Ready? Would you rather? All right. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. And we're back. 9.37 in the morning. <laughs> Get our traffic report here coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You gotta so, speak through your nose. I love you so much sometimes. All right. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Would you rather live for six months on a lighthouse accessible only by a three mile boat ride or live for six months in the most crowded room of a youth hostel? Your choice. I was so distracted by your voice. You didn't I, get it. I forgot. Even okay. though I know this one already. Six months on a lighthouse that's only accessible by a three mile boat ride. Three or six months in the most crowded room of a youth hostel. Okay, so I'm rethinking this because, okay, so it's if it's a three-mile boat ride, it doesn't necessarily mean I couldn't ever leave. It's just if I left, it would That's be... That's the only way to access it. It right. would be a decent track. So I could still, like, go to things. Sure. You could still get out. I think I'd pick that one because originally I was like, oh, fuck no, because I was picturing have to, having to be... On it for on six months. For six months in a lighthouse by myself. And I just don't think, based off of my personality and being anxiety prone and all of that, so I don't think isolation like that would be good for me. I think I would actually go crazy. I'm the other way around, man. I, I'd I love totally. the solitude. You would. I, I think you it would be... Have you ever seen Hostel, the, the movie? Yikes. Yeah, it's... About, I can't watch it. Yeah, all. no, I can't. don't watch that show. I'm like, la, 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 uh, la, la. <laughs> so being in a youth hostel kind of freaks me out. Just because I wouldn't feel comfortable sleeping in a place where I don't know the people around me. Right. And then all of a sudden your head's chopped off and you're like, what the? All of a sudden I wouldn't be alive. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, except you're huge. <laughs> and it's, I, it's only, only get halfway through my neck. I, I'm still fucked. <laughs> Mr. Smith's a big boy, dude. Okay. So I think for me personally. Okay. Lighthouse, three-mile boat ride. Well, now that I'm realizing that I could actually leave and I could go get myself food and I could be around people if I needed to, it just wouldn't be (laughs) super easy. I'm like, that sounds a lot like my life now. That's funny. (laughs) Because I stay in my house often. You live in your ivory tower? (laughs) (laughs) With your ivory towers. (laughs) All right. I feel like this show is made up mostly of inside jokes of ours. I think you're right. I'm amazed that we have listeners. I know. All right. And they leave iTunes reviews. Oh, nice segue, oh. Mr. Smith. Yes, please leave us an iTunes review right after you get a bunch of free stuff from my site. So let's talk about how to say no. So I want to preface this by saying I'm talking about I'm talking about saying no to shit you really, really don't want to do. So a great way to analyze this is um, if there are situations or scenarios where the only reason you're saying yes is because of guilt. Like you feel bad or you you feel guilty about like if I actually actually say no. So I'm not talking about do you like sports? No. Like – like, there's plenty of situations where we have no problem. Go on a date with me. No. Or, like, do you want this cookie with nuts in it? Like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I can't eat nuts. Like, there's plenty of, like, examples where we where have we no problem say no. saying yeah. no. Exactly. So I just want to clarify. This is when you feel guilted into saying yes. Um, so the first thing that I think is really imperative to start digging into is to look at what have you made up 
that saying no means? Like, what does saying no mean to you? Because if you're not doing it, it probably means that you've made it up to be something really bad or really hurtful. Like, I'm purposely hurting somebody. We talked about that a lot last week. That if I'm saying no, I'm letting people down. And I'm, which in turn means I'm trying to hurt them, I'm trying to cause pain, you know? So there's some sort of guilt around it. I had a situation like this just recently. Oh, did you? Do I tell. Did. Do tell. Um, so I work in a physical therapy office, and it's kind of like a orthopedic rehab place. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of activity. There's a gym and open area where people are working, and it's you know a bustling place. And it's fraught with danger. And it yeah, it's fraught with danger. Uh, that's why I have to keep my attack readiness. <laughs> um, anyway, so so that's my environment. That works for me. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my composure. You just cracked me up so, so much. So I had the, one of my clients who's a doll face. I love her to death. She's an esthetician and has a room for rent. Mm. And it's like a third of what what I uh a quarter of what I'm being charged rent right now. So the financial yeah. side of it looked really good and I was like, "Oh, you know, what? I'll come look at it." But it you know, in looking at the place, it just wasn't my environment. Right. I didn't feel like it was a, a step in the right direction for my career. So, you know, I went and I looked and I, I gave it some time and I got back to her and I said, you know, I just wanted to let you know, I just don't think it's going to work for me. I, the yeah. opportunity seems great. And if I can find somebody to fit it, I will. But I just don't think that it's the right trajectory for my career to move there. And I'm a very loyal person and I'm feeling loyal to where I'm at right now. Yep. So, but I could have done that. I could have just been obligated and said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, we'll, we'll totally do that. And really not listen to myself. Right. You know, and I could, I, but I said no in a very nice way. Totally. And in a way that uh, she appreciated. Right. She was actually very appreciative of, of hearing no because the way I said it. Well, and I, that actually reminds me of something. I used to have this friend years ago who it would drive me absolutely fucking nuts because she would say yes to everything and then at the last minute would pull out or decline or not show up or, or, Mm -hmm. and, and it let me down so much because I was already so attached to the yes. So I told her, I'm like, tell me fucking no from the beginning. Yeah. Because and that that's also like a value thing that I cannot stand is when people make commitments and don't follow through. I'm like, do not follow through. Do not commit to begin with if you cannot follow through. Right. For me, that's an integrity piece. That's sure. totally different. I'm not going to project that on everybody else. But um, but it's aggravating because then if you're a chronic yes man, inevitably you're gonna have to renege on that because you're saying yes to everything. Right. And then it's it's even worse because somebody's already counting on you. So it's better to say fucking no at the get go. Right. So like that, my example, I could have said yeah, yeah, and strung her along. Right. And then she might have passed up a few other people that would have wanted that space. Right. I mean, Perfect right. example is uh, dating. Same exact thing. Oh, it's like, God, yeah. tell me from the beginning. Right. Don't make me waste my fucking time trying to court your ass. Right. Like, like I know. It's been like 20 years since <laughs> I've done anything like that. But I mean, still, that's probably But it's example. serious. Like, 
if I were to enter the dating arena now, which I'm already dating you, so yeah, we're going on a date tonight. We're going on a date, yeah. I'm not available, but (laughs) I would be so fucking point blank. I'd be like, I don't have time to fuck around. So if you do not like me, say it. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting totally off topic. Anyway, yeah. All right, so I want you to just start looking at that and dissecting it and kind of think about. Even right now, if you're driving or wherever you are, think about what have I made saying no mean? And you might want to listen to last week's episode too because I'm talking about standing up for yourself and how a lot of times we think, okay, if I'm saying no, then I'm purposely hurting somebody and and which is totally a fallacy. The second thing that I wanted to mention is it sucks to be motivated from guilt. For sure. It sucks. Religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think we're actually going to do a religion one. Somebody put a question into the uh, the queue. Oh. Uh, oh, that's that's another thing, by the way. Guys, if you are interested in having a topic submitted to the show, cruisebythejoyjunkie.com. And um, when you're there getting your awesome freebie, you can cruise by the podcast page. And there's a place where you can say, hey, I've got this issue. Please talk about it. As long as it's relevant to the show and, and stuff yeah, like that. If you're like... Exactly. Which lawnmower do you think I should? I'd be like, <laughs> move, move, move along. All right. So it really does suck to be motivated from guilt. And we are motivated from guilt all the time. And we can actually choose to not accept that. But you have to like really hone that awareness of, oh, I'm being motivated by guilt and it's either self-inflicted based off of shit from my past or whatever, or guilt is being projected onto me. And both happen. Both happen. Like where, uh, like an example I had um, quite a few years ago, my mom was really trying to guilt me into uh, going back east to be with family. And she was putting a lot of it on me like, well, I just think your grandma has done a lot of stuff for us over the years and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I was recognizing what was happening in the moment. And I told her point blank. And granted, this is after years and years and years of working on this shit and doing it as a profession. I told her, you know what? I am not motivated by guilt. Um, so you might want to reframe your approach. <laughs> <laughs> and and Mic she drop. and she actually did. And granted, it took me so many years to get to that point. Oh my god, so yeah. many. I mean, you've seen that for journey sure. for sure. For sure have. So I'm not saying at all that that's easy. So sometimes it comes from an external force, and then there's oftentimes when it's self inflicted, where you go, oh my god, I just feel so bad, and they're super open. They're not saying anything like, please, please, please do this. Or, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be so lost without you. Or I really need you to do this for me. Or blah. They're not. They're just like, hey, would you be up for this? And you're the one going into this place. of like, I feel so guilty if I mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So that's for you to unpack and dismantle and look at where does this come from? What have I made this mean? And if you need a lot of extra work on it and you're like, oh, this is big. Hit me up. This is what I do. This is what I do. So you can find all about that. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. So here's what I want you to hear. This is the third, third kind of point. If you say yes to a bunch of shit that you do not want to do, what you are really saying is, 
your wants, your desires are way more important than my wants or desires. And I'm actually too paralyzed by fear of your response. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume the worst and just do whatever will make you happy. Wow. It's heavy. It's, and it feels like shit. It doesn't feel like powerful. It doesn't feel like you're coming from a place of love or kindness or any of that. So let's talk about actually how to say no when you're presented with something that somebody wants you to say yes to. One of the things that I try to tell people to do all the time is if you are in a scenario that warrants it, buy yourself some time. If you cannot, if if you um, have a really, really hard time saying, actually saying no, say <laughs> something that buys you some time like, you know what? I'm going to need to check my schedule on that. Or when do you need to know by? Or um, thank you so much for thinking a bit about me. Uh, let me check with my husband. I need to check our calendar. Something that gives you a chance to just digest what the fuck is happening, what's being asked of you. Because I'll tell you, if you're a yes man, that's ingrained in you. Yeah, you don't even think about it. I also had a friend when I worked in cosmetics who called it the totally person. Totally. That's where fine. they're like, would you do this? Totally. <laughs> totally. And it's just your first gut response. So you've got to do something different and it's going to feel odd and it might feel unusual because you're not used to it. You're used to acquiescing. So just stop and buy yourself some time. Okay. And if it is, if it's something in the immediacy, that, that sometimes that's really challenging. So for instance, I had a situation a while ago where I had been slaving away making my food and I I very, very strategically calculate all the caloric content and all of my food and I divide it all up. Like I I have a very strategic method to making right. my food, right? So um, I'm making all of my food and doing all these things and, and it had taken me quite a while. It had taken me like two and a half hours. So I finally get to the point where I'm dividing it all up. I weigh it all out so that I know exactly what each is in what, whatever. And, um, and your mom was like, oh, can I have a taste? And my instinct is like, no, you cannot have a taste, you know? And then I'm like, okay, it's just a fucking taste. Like I can calculate, I can, it's not a big deal. Well, she proceeds to grab an entire helping. And uh. and I was like, are you serious? That's what I said. I was like, are you serious? And she was like, yeah. And it, where she is from, like, that's not a big deal at all. No, like, it's, food is, is communal. Everything's mm -hmm. shared. That is not how it is in our household at all. So there's been a learning curve there. But I also felt like, are you kidding me? I have painstakingly calculated exactly how many calories of garbanzo beans and everything. And it's based off of, you know, you move, you do that, you ruin the whole thing. Now, was it really that serious? No. Like I could actually go back and recalculate and kind of look at it, but I was really irritated by it. So I, I started thinking, so I, so then I told her, you know, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, but no more because this is my food for the week and I have it methodically calculated. So I was glad that I, I said that, but then later I really was bothering me so much. I'm like, why is this bothering me so much? And I realized, I'm like, this would have all been so much easier if I would have just said, no, you cannot. 
I should have just said no. Right, right. I should have just said no. There is no reason why I shouldn't. I did not have the ability to say no. I bought every fucking ingredient. It was mine. I slaved away over doing all of it. There is no reason. Now, could somebody look at it and go like, that's really anal. That's really. I don't give a shit. I have the ability to say no. And I chose not to because of fear of what somebody else might think about how methodical I am about my stupid food. Right. So I get guilted into, oh, you're too controlling over your. It's like it doesn't matter. It's my fucking food. I can be however I want about it. It's a different thing if I'm trying to control everyone else's food and everyone else in the household. And so it's like, no, it's like somebody saying, like, can I borrow that shirt? No, you can't borrow that shirt. It's my shirt to decide where it goes. So anyway, what the reason I'm sharing this with you is it was one of those things that it was so in the moment that I was like, "Okay," and I'm thinking a bite. That's no big deal. And then it was a whole serving. I was like. That's not a bite, dude. So that's what made me mad is that I didn't speak up for that, that that bothered me. Right. That's what I was mad at. I should have. I'm like, next time I'm just going to flat out say no. Because the tumult and how unrested I was and how upset and kind of like angry I was over something so stupid isn't worth it. I'd much rather just say no. So now I know for the next time. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's like you might say yes in the immediacy. You might say, you know, and I granted, I know there's a lot of people out there going to be like, are you serious? I don't care. (laughs) Because that's a piece of my life that I like extremely regimented. Sure. It's how I operate. Right. Um, I'm the same way as far as food goes like that. Yeah. You're the same way. Like if I'm like, can I have one of your peppers or can I have a bite of your potato? Oh, I've got those all count it out you're like that's for the my week yeah yeah it doesn't matter if people don't understand that's right you know okay so my point in telling you that is there's sometimes when you can actually buy yourself some time and then there's sometimes like that where you're presented with a yes or no like right then and you have to make a choice so sometimes the learning happens after the fact and for me it was after the fact and I went okay next time I'm actually just going to flex the muscle of saying no and it might take getting um, sideswiped like that or kind of somebody jumping in and be like, hey, can you do this? Can you do this? making it really like a quick answer type of situation? And you just say yes. And then after the fact, you kind of go, hmm, OK, there that just happened. I see what just happened next time. I'm going to be ready and I'm going to actually say no. And then it just becomes more and more habitual. Yeah. But if it is something that you can buy yourself some time with then do it especially if it's date related or calendar related can you be here at this time you can always say let me check my calendar yeah let me check my schedule can i get back to you say whatever the fuck you need to say just don't say yes if it's not something you don't want to do that's it's not the, something again, time sensitive right yeah all right and um and then the fifth point is to decline with grace So if we're going back to this same situation in the future, what I would say is I would say I would I would actually be okay with a bite. I'd be like, sure, you can have a bite, but you can't actually have an entire serving like you had last time. Like I would say that I'd be like, you're more than welcome. Grab a spoon. You can have one bite. I would have, you know, but I've been like, don't grab a bowl like you did last time. Right. You know what I mean? Um, 
<laughs> and these are these are the things though too that we feel like we're not supposed to be that way we're not allowed to feel that way about certain things that we care about like not wanting people to borrow our clothes or not eat our food or whatever no and so we you know and for me it's like I do deal with the same thing like oh that's not a sexy thing to be it's sexy to share and you know and I'm like I don't care I don't care. You're looking at me. I don't know why you're looking at me. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just saying that I think a lot of times we, we want to behave in a way that we think everybody's going to love us and, 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 and she might not get, and she might not think it's cool. And I'm, I'm going to have to be okay with that reception. And that's, that takes a long time, I think. And that, that takes a lot of like really making your wants and desires important. You know, like I was mentioning before. So the fifth point is to decline with grace. So that's what I do. You know, now that I'm looking in hindsight, this is how I would do it differently the next time around. If you do already know right off the bat, like that's not going to happen. Like I think I I mentioned last week, I've had situations where my mom has invited me to um, church functions or I believe during one holiday, she was like, I would really love for you guys to come out to the Christmas Eve service at church. And I knew immediately, there's no fucking way I'm doing that. (laughs) So I said in that moment, thank you so much for thinking of us. But that's actually something that makes me fairly uncomfortable. So I'm just going to, I'm going to politely decline. And you don't have to go into all these other reasons or anything like that. It's just a matter of politely saying no, politely declining. Like, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm just going to actually have to say no. Yeah. Or I'm not available or whatever. Right. Um, I personally try to not ever make up a lie. That's my own personal um, challenge that I always shoot for. So if somebody invites me to something and I genuinely just don't want to go. You don't say, oh, I have something else planned. I try not to. Right. I really try not to. I try to say like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to make it. You get caught in that too, you know. Like... That's an easy one. It's an easy one to, to lie. It is. Yeah. But you get caught is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, people will ask you later. Oh, how'd that event go that you couldn't make my event? for? Oh, yeah. And you have to lie some more. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you just say the truth in the beginning, then you don't have to follow up. You don't have to. Well, and you don't have to elaborate unless they ask you to elaborate. So I will say a lot of times, like, I'm not going to be able to make it or I'm not going to be able to participate. And my reason why I don't need to share unless I'm prodded. Do you know what I mean? Like I had a situation years ago where some friends were doing like a (coughs) gift exchange and I was feeling really distant from them. And the truth was, is I just didn't feel really connected with the group and I didn't want to spend my money that way. And like, I just didn't feel that close to them anymore. So I told them, I was like, um, I'm not going to be able to um, participate in the gift exchange this year. Hmm. Now, their assumption might have been that it was financial. It wasn't at all. Um, it doesn't matter what they assumed. I said what was true, and I didn't make up a lie. I didn't say, I can't afford to participate in the gift exchange. I said, I'm not going to participate in the gift exchange this year. I'm not right. able to. And if I would have been prodded, I would have said, truth be told, I just haven't felt like we've been super connected and hanging out as much. And, and I would have said what was true. But again, that took many, many years to like could feel confident in my voice being just as important and my wants and desires being just as important as the next guy. Right. So yeah, um, that's true. 
And so that's what we do is, you know, we were talking about selfishness and stuff in between our recordings and some stuff that Mr. Smith had posted online a while ago. And how our notions about selfish is that we don't care about others and that there's this like you or me, like better than. It's not a better than. It's a I'm actually taking care of me. Yeah. So that I can take care of everybody else in my world. Mm -hmm. It's an expansiveness, actually. So by you really being able to take a fierce stand in your life and to do it always from a place of kindness and grace, you show such a great example of what strength looks like and integrity and honesty. You know, like those are the type of people I want to be around. Yeah. You know, I don't ever, when somebody ever says, like I've had a couple of times like with colleagues or my my best friends say like, you know what, just out of self-care, I need to decline. Like I really need to take that time for myself. Yeah, I'm I need overwhelmed to, right now. I just, I can't do it. Yeah. I need to sleep. I need to da da da. And I never look at those situations and go, you fucking selfish bastard. <laughs> right, you right. let me down. I go, good for you. That's a character trait everyone should embody. And it's one, one that I try to, uphold all the time too so just a little reframe there so really start flexing this when things that you really don't want to say yes to start looking at what does that mean to you to really say no what have you made up about it looking at being motivated from a place of self-care versus guilt all the time um giving yourself the freedom to buy yourself some time and then sometimes if you if you don't take a stand the way you wish you would have reflecting on that and deciding what's new next time what you're going to do differently next time and really giving yourself the permission to decline with grace you don't have to be a dick yeah you don't have to be a dick you can be absolutely kind and compassionate and sweet and still say no so i think that's about everything you got any points no i think that's good yeah yeah got it covered all right so again, don't forget to get your ebook, junkies. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash free. Oh, the parrots are starting to go off outside. We have a ridiculous amount of parrots. There's a lot. There's like 200 parrots that sit outside of our front door and just squawk. Oh my God. But but here's the thing. Like we're sitting here in like shorts and tank tops with our uh -huh. window open and it's gorgeous. I'm and like fucking suckers on the East Coast. I know, right? Shoveling shit. Negative seven ne below. Like what? Negative seven below and not able to Negative seven below. <laughs> but then for us during the summer when it's triple digits, it's no joke. Yeah, it's no funny there. And we're in a drought too, so whatever. And then I'll go off about how we need to move. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening. Again, iTunes reviews are totally welcome. Don't forget your freebies. And we just, we love you so much and we appreciate you listening. And So much. If you, if you know people who you think could really benefit, tell them. You know, download it for them. Email it to them. Email them a link. Heck yeah. Yeah. The more people that get to hear this, the better. So we'll talk to you next week. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. <laughs> <laughs>